Hello everyone and welcome to Autism Stories where we connect you with amazing people who are helping autistic adults and teens become more successful. I'm your host Doug Bletcher, the founder of Autism Personal Coach. I was recently watching the wonderful show Everything is Going to Be Okay and one of the leads in the show was played by the talented autistic actress Kayla Cromer. This just made me want to see so many more autistic people play autistic characters because quite frankly they can give much better portrayals of these important characters. That's why I'm so thrilled today to talk with Emmanuel Frowner who was in a film called Keep the Change that featured many autistic and disabled actors. During the episode I really must apologize if there's as there were lots of sound challenges. But I encourage you to view the transcript of this episode that can be found in the podcast description and follow along. If you would like to be notified about each week's episode of Autism Stories, we suggest you subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. We would also appreciate if you can give us a positive rating and review as it will help others to learn about Autism Stories. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Emmanuel, thanks so much yeah. for joining us today. Sure, definitely. You're welcome. I wanted to start off by learning where does your story in the autism community begin? Again, when I found out from one of the doctors in Mount, I could see the autism center in Mount Sinai that I was on the autistic spectrum. I was a little surprised at first. But I thought of it as a blessing in disguise. I started reading some books and articles about it. Another doctor recommended that I join an adaptation that I joined in the fall of 2006. You're part Caucasian, but also part African American and Native American. And yeah. I know you've been looking for a support group for autistic people who are also minorities. How do you think? Yeah. A group like this would be helpful to you? Uh, I think it would be helpful for me because they would understand what I've been through and knowing what it's like to be treated unfairly and vice versa. They would, def def they would likely emphasize in terms of what I've been through, in terms of being stigmatized by, by others like strangers, relatives, so called friends, or even close family. They would likely be supportive of me if I put a lot of thought into going out to my dreams. And what has been the process so far in looking for such a group? Um, it's been hard to say the least because there are autistic groups that have been in that have been mostly Caucasian men. And I don't see many men or women about the ethnic backgrounds, and I don't as many Caucasian women for that matter. I have heard of Felicity House, which is a group for autistic women only, and no men are allowed. I don't want to get too involved, so I will say that I guess that autistic women needed things to themselves to support one another because they have been told to mask and not be their true self. But in August of 18 and 19, 
Beyond a group like this, I think, which would be obviously very valuable, how do you think the autism community can do a better job of supporting minorities? I think it depends on who you talk to within the autistic community. People like myself or myself, advocates know firsthand what it's like um, to like and for minorities who struggle in our, and are autistic and, and what they go through. This ranges from others judging us harshly and even the moment. Situations being discriminated, being pigeonholed, others treating us unfairly, uh, criticizing us for being different, and undermining us even when we try our best. And um, also not being allowed things that seem completely normal. And I also think that some parents and autistic, um, some parents of adults who are autistic and children who are autistic have made me feel like, I mean, it's feel funny um, because of how they advocated for their children and how they've gotten early intervention. All of them have really found fault with me how I can handle certain situations. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to tell them and others who have similar mindset not to be so judgmental and to be open-minded to the way we do things, try to put themselves in our shoes, have empathy to pay attention. And I would even tell the occasion of systems who are not and who are a bit rigid to try to When you received your autism diagnosis, your doctor mentioned a program which holds social events for people on the spectrum, and you joined that group. I read where you said that this was important for you because it helped you to become a better self-advocate. What have been some of the most valuable things you have done in developing your skills to get the things that you need and want? Also, 
I don't know what someone is constantly asking me for things either. By being in LSD Street and a few other support groups, I got to know some people and I like to think about how I'm going to ask others the things that are essential to my well-being. In 2009, Elaine made Katrina from Job Pass helped me get two jobs through customized employment and the discovery program. In 2012, she also helped me as one of my supervisors for my job in my Sinai in obtaining health insurance because that was not available from anything at the start. It took me about two years to get my rent subsidized. And I had to go through the whole process of applying for um, Medicaid, getting services from OPWDP, and going through a lot of different hurdles. I finally got my rent subsidized through the ISS last year, and I will apply for SSDI in the near future. Now, I know you don't just advocate for yourself, but for others as well through many different speaking engagements. Why has this been important to you to do? Um, for me, I love doing speaking engagements at various events because it gives me the confidence to help others know and understand my story. In this way, they can learn how to adapt in a way that would benefit them. Also, I would definitely like to to facilitate groups on various topics um, which I know about in a style that's comfortable for me. And this would even give me that much more confidence. And if someone wants to contact you for a speaking engagement, what would be the best way to do so? They could send me an email. They could email me at E. Browner 181 at AOL.com. Great. And in talking about self advocacy in the disability community, a common phrase is nothing about us without us, which is why I was thrilled to see a film called Keep the Change, which is a romantic comedy about autistic people starring autistic people, and you were in that film. How did that opportunity come about for you? The, the, the opportunity came to me when, he, when the director of the film, Rachel Israel, talked to me about being an inclusive role in the movie Keep the Change. I had to bring these two outfits before I was to be filmed so, so that they could see which outfit would I be wearing for which scene. I was filmed for quite a few days in the latter half of August of 2015, and it was fun. I more or less had to look the same way in terms of keeping, keeping my facial hair and not not cutting my hair. And when they were filming on the scene, uh, we had to wait around a long time, and one evening I had to fight just to stay awake. When the movie came out in the spring of 17, it, it was at the Tribeca Film Festival, and it was thrilled. It was a thrill to be given the red carpet treatment, and I was happy to have been a part of the whole filming process.
And what do you feel like you learned uh, from that experience? Um, I learned that being a part of the movie is not the end all, and I want to be in a variety of other films, acting, I mean, going forward. I also want to see artistic people of color in various um, of stars in various ethnic backgrounds star in movies so that they can so that they can show what they can do when given a chance. I think it's important to have autistic people of color in, in more roles. We need more diverse experiences and and stories. But um, I'm curious, how did you initially get involved in acting? Okay. I got, I got involved in acting because of growing up, I like to watch certain types of movies, and I also like certain actors and actresses because they're handsome and pretty respectively. And, and I also used to watch various TV shows and and they, they were fun to watch. And when I was in, and I was teaching for over a year at the time, and improv group called Creative Alternatives of New York came to Atlanta Pension, and we did skits, we did improv, and we made a team. And then a year later, we performed a few times we performed a play called To Be Seen, and we performed it again once in 2010, and it was a great experience. And um, I got into collab because about three years ago, I was with another support group called Aspies with, with Social Success, and I, I just decided to try it out, and and, and it was great, and I asked um, once, and I asked the executive director of the organization how I was registered, and I was also told that it was very cheap, uh, which was like a deal breaker for me, and mm -hmm. as it turned out, it, it, I made a good choice because uh, I don't really got to know certain people on a more intimate basis, and have gotten and have performed a lot, and I and I'm also doing a I am with collab crowdfunding campaign. And do you think acting in any way has helped you to become a better self advocate? Yeah. Um, for me, acting, for me, acting has helped me to take some risks and try new things. I like preparing for different performances because it helps me keep focused and giving my best. It has also helped me to be more public speaking. Also, I I feel that I have some unresolved issues, and also I I have not always been by family, um, and this is likely not to be resolved because most of them, if not all of them, have passed away. And a few times that I've lost my sibling, 
I chastise for it. And I wish that in certain situations, I wish that they had communicated to me in a way that would not hurt my feelings. Right. By by thinking on nothing wrong, this would help me face those issues and express myself in certain skits. And it can help me move on. I would also love to take an acting role where it keeps your game because it could help me with my gaming in real life. And for those autistic people that are listening to this podcast who want to get involved in acting, what would be your advice to them? My, my advice would be that if that is their passion, they should go for it. They should be around those who would be supportive of them and not be especially good naysayers. I would tell them not to limit yourself, but at the same time, don't feel guilty Well, Emmanuel, I really enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for making time to uh, talk with me today. Sure, thank you. Thanks to everyone for listening, and thank you so much to Emmanuel for the conversation. When you're autistic, the world isn't designed with your unique traits in mind, and everyday demands can feel insurmountable. At Autism Personal Coach, we provide autistic adults and teens hard-to-find support to live self-sufficient and purpose-driven lives through our private coaching and community events. We are now offering new clients two 30-minute coaching sessions at no cost. This is coaching that anyone can afford, so don't wait to reach out and click on the link provided in the podcast description for this episode. On next week's episode of Autism Stories, we will talk with Sam Theriault about how to best support autistic people at museums. Talk to you then.